Coach, I think a lot of people, when you look at 66 to 17 and figure out, okay, well, what do you tell your team? But against Anderson, I reference eight possessions, four in the first half, four in the second half. For Anderson, punt, touchdown, touchdown, field goal. In the third quarter, pick, 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 turnover on downs. All four lead to scores, 28 points. I think people go, well, what do you say? What are these adjustments? What is the message? Because I know it's not magic, Coach. Well, I think obviously our boys uh, had opportunities to make plays in the first half, and it was us versus them. And they made those plays, at least on their offense versus our defense in the first half. We had a chance to sit down as coaches and talk about the first half and say, hey, what's what's going on? Is it schemes? Well, there's nobody wide open where we busted a coverage or miscommunication. It was contested balls that they won. And you think about it, you're like, you have a choice here. When these We're about to grab these kids out of the locker room and bring them in here, and we're going to have to send a message. What does that message look like? Does it take me having to you know, get on my toes, get on my soapbox, and, and put some fear and motivation into them to go play harder, better? They were playing hard. They tried to make the play. They just didn't make it. So as a coaching staff, we kind of looked at each other and said, hey, guys, I mean, we're in the right spots. Everything else is good. There's three big plays that really are 90% of the offense in that first half. Calm down. Tell these kids, hey, everything's fine. I know that you intended to make the play. We're going to get the same opportunities now in the second half because now they think that they can do that. The ball's going to be in the air. You got to go fight for it. You got to you got to want it more than them. You got to be result oriented, as we say in our field house, and make the play. Obviously, they didn't shy away from you know adversity. And like you said, three picks in the first three possessions, turnover on downs. They responded. Our kids have a standard. It's not my standard as a coach Salazar. It's a Westlake defense standard. It's a Westlake offense standard. It's the standard on special teams. They know what it is. I have to remind them sometimes. And so halftime was just a reminder as to how we play the game defensively. And I think also when you set that standard, gone out of your way to make sure that the community, whether it's this interview or other media responsibilities, or even on three and outs, you know, on Tuesdays, to make sure, hey, we're not perfect, but we do have a standard. When our standard drops, the kids know it, so we don't have to yell and scream and shout because they know. 17 points probably did not sit well. The culture of Westlake football is what happens in the film room on Saturday versus what happens in the game on Friday. You tell them the story, the narrative at halftime, and you choose to remind them. And you sit down in film room and then point it out in slow motion and replay and you go, see, you were right there. You were ready to make that play. 18 just made it. What do you see in the kids' eyes in their response to the truth via film? Toughness, grit. We, we don't want them to cower and, and, you know, duck their head, not make eye contact because now I got challenged. We don't want them to tuck their tail and walk away because it's hard. We want them to face it just like they're going to face tough things in life. This is an opportunity to make a play. It's either you make it or he makes it. Who's going to want it more? And obviously, like I said, our kids mentally want it, but the physical part is where we're coaching them up and saying, hey, we could have a little better base. We can go be stronger to attack the ball. We can make sure we get the ball at the high point. We can make sure we're raking through arms and getting making them make a spectacular Odell Beckham one-handed catch. I mean, those are the type of things, the coaching points that our job as coaches that do. They understand that too. Uh, I think it was a good learning lesson for our kids. You know, every week adversity is a little different. It comes at different times. It comes in different waves. And, and every game we've had this year has been some bit of adversity. There's been a misjudged ball on the first play of a game against Judson. What a way to start the game. We've seen these things before. It's not the first time they've happened. It definitely won't be the last time they happen. But it's about, obviously, the response. And our kids responded with uh, results. And speaking of response, responding to adversity when injuries happen. We've dealt with this before. And obviously a pretty scary situation with one of 
your heralded running backs, a guy that was really starting to come into his own in the backfield, and of course some other injuries as well. Well, with one injury comes a guy that's coming off of injury, and when you look at the performance of Paxton Land and, and realize you don't have Bryce Chambers in the lineup, you don't have Kyle Nattenstead in the lineup, you have Paxton Briggle, you have Brad Mays, you have Heath McCree, that narrative still rings true. Yeah, it's one thing to talk about having a next man up. It's another thing to actually do it and perform well. Paxton performed well. When it's realized, it, it probably hits home a little more. Talk about what do you learn from tape on Saturday. That's where you get to validate it. Hey, man, when we watch the tape the next day, and those guys that were a week ago not a starter, and now they are, and they do make the plays, now it gives them the ultimate confidence. It gives their teammates the ult- ultimate confidence in them. It gives their coaches obviously more confidence in those kids' ability to go out there and execute. So whenever they have the opportunity to step up and, and they take advantage of it and they show their teammates that they can be trusted in to go execute it at a high level. Obviously, it's a win-win for Westlake. Our depth is being built. We have to get more weapons in our program. You know, we're built for, for the long haul and not just to live week by week. And and if you want to win a championship, 16 weeks, 16 games is a long is a long season. At throwing a bye week, you got another 17. Throw in two weeks in fall camp, you're at 19 weeks of high school varsity football. Injuries happen. That's why we try to build a complete football team that can get us to the end. Coach, when we move on to a team like Dripping Springs, I know the the easy storyline is people will point out Tony Salazar is a graduate of Dripping Springs. I would argue that where your career has gone has been not so much focused on where you're from, but where you're going. And where you're going has landed you here. And I think that journey from Dripping Springs to head coach of Westlake is far more interesting than where you've been. I'm more concerned about and I think people understand where you're going. And as a first-year head coach and a guy that's been around a long time and waited and being patient for that opportunity. I don't view this as a homecoming for you. I couldn't be more proud of uh, the opportunity, the Westlake logo that um, we're going to take down to Dripping Springs. And it was a great place to, to grow up. I still have plenty of family there, plenty of friends. Great experience in high school for me, but I am who I am because of what happened in my football journey from 18 years old until where I'm at right now. And my football life was changed to my college head coach and Pete Fredenberg. And then it turned over into the different coaches I worked for in, in Texas high school football. It was solidified with my relationship with Todd Dodge and, and this wonderful storied program. The run we're on, 46-0. and 0, you know, so many sacrifices have gone into the, to, to, to that. Yeah, it's nice, but there's a little time in a week when you prepare, all right, to win every single week. And when there are big games like this, there's even less time to prepare. And there's people that sacrifice, your families, your friends, and a lot of those people I haven't talked to in a long time because I've been focused on this, on this team, this school, these kids, these coaches, and obviously we're going to try to go show Drippy Springs what Westlake football is all about. I think people look at that and go, oh, that's a cool story. But what's a better story is going down there and winning a game, like you just said. That's what's more important. I get it. You know, mom, dad, thanks for the childhood, but I'm a big-time coach at a big-time program. we got to go win a big-time game. It starts and stops for Dripping Springs in a powerful quarterback. Austin Navasad is is one of those guys that you kind of look at. We circled this game. We circled this game. He's been on the radar for, for quite some time. What do you see in the senior quarterback for Dripping Springs? I see a prepared quarterback who's very accurate with the football. He's confident in his decision-making. He knows where to go with the ball. You know, every single play, it seems. He's only thrown two picks on the year. You know, he doesn't put it uh, in harm's way, the ball in harm's way. A lot of times he's spot on with his ball placement where his guy can only get it 
being that he's accurate with the short to intermediate routes, it's hard to get pressure on the quarterback. He has avoided to this point sacks or even hits in the ball game. It's a testament, obviously, to their schemes, a testament to their football team being able to spread the ball around. He's a complete player. He's still growing as a quarterback. It's going to be a challenge for us on Friday night, but there's been several great quarterbacks at Westlake High School we get to practice against every single day, and that hasn't changed in 2022. When I look at our guys and their abilities to match up against a good quarterback, you know, 7, 14, uh, 15, those guys throw pretty good footballs here at Westlake in practice. And, and our kids uh, will be ready for the challenge. They're excited about the opportunity to have to step up and play a quarterback uh, of his abilities. So we're going to prepare for the rest of the week, and we'll be ready to go Friday. You talk about stories that you've told before. Week in, week out, we can always talk about who does, who does Dripping Springs remind you of, defensively, offensively. I know offensive line. They've got some talented guys that they keep him upright, that keep his eyes downfield. He's got some talented receivers. Defensively, they run a little bit different scheme, but it is a 3-4 look, so it's one of those opportunities where we've seen a 3-4 look before, and we've seen a 3-4 look this season. So the narrative is what I'm interested in, coaches. When you tell the story of Dripping Springs, who do they remind you of, and what do you tell the kids? Here's a, a compliment, I think, to their football team. And, and that When you click on the tape, and there is a any type of offensive play. You look at a team's defense. Are the guys at the point of attack the ones that are only giving great effort, or is it all 11 on the field? And I think there's more times than not with their program, they've got all 11 guys playing hard, running to the ball, You know, never assuming that a teammate's going to make the play. That's something that uh, a lot of teams, it takes a lot long time to develop within a culture of a program. You see that there to, to a certain degree, that uh, they have kids that are willing to go play. Um, and obviously on offense, you know, they're, you can see they get excitable when they make plays and they're throwing the ball down the field when they can. And so it's a good challenge. And it's, it's no different than, uh, you know, games that we've played before, uh, games that we're going to play after this. It's the next step for us into, you know, being first place in 26-6A step closer to us winning that district championship that we set our goals on in January of this season with this football team. All those things play into it, and uh, when it's all said and done, you know, it's you want to play good people. Hopefully, championship teams find a way to raise their game up even another level when you play good people. I felt that through three days of practice this week, so let's hope we finish out the week with a, with a good preparation. Final thought, Coach. Culture is something that I know that you've worked very hard to not only uphold, but build upon, and that is something that Dripping Springs is going through as well you want to say okay this is kind of quote similar there's 35 years for westlake football so what's culture has become the norm the growth at dripping springs has contributed to that culture i'm sure a lot of people cared about dripping springs football before they came into 6a and before they started winning and the same could be said for your time at at mary hard baylor because the culture was growing those types of narratives are really hard to come by because Sometimes culture is a myth because it revolves around a collection of players at a certain time. What's defied this run for Westlake is 35 years of history of winning playoff football games and winning state championships in the last three and four overall. Really, when you get down to a matchup as a football fan, that's what makes it fun. How good are you? Well, you're not going to find out unless you play the best, and now you get a chance to play the best. Sure, and obviously for us, it's and me and you, Joe, talked about this. It's about getting better. You don't get better unless you challenge yourself. You don't get better, and as a as a man, as a as a woman, as a person, if you know everything's just smooth sailing. Uh, it's what you're made up of when when things aren't going right, uh, when there are turns in the road, when when life is tough. How do you respond? Do you bear down? And in a team sport, do you come together? 
our job as coaches is to bring this team together. And, and I feel right now that our football team is together and they're together in this vision for this season. Drippy Springs just happens to be the next one in the way. What our kids know is the Westlake way of preparation. We've had, I felt, three championship practices, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. we got to finish this thing up. we still got a few processes we need to get through to get to Friday. And then by 7.30 on Friday night, Drippy Springs is going to get the best version of Westlake we can give them. And I'm confident if our boys uh, live by our game plan, our, our goal boards, which in, our Westlake family knows, and we just stick by those and, and play out, you know, seven-minute increments in a big ball game, then I think uh, when it's all said and done, hopefully it's going to be a, a fun night for, for red, white, and blue. Coaches, always thanks for the time. Good luck. Yes, thank you, Joe.